Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm your host, Tina Reppa, and today we are talking about mental toughness and how it is a muscle that you have got to exercise to keep around. I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me today. I know many of you probably have me in your ear while you are completing something else, whether it's your daily run or something you need to do at home, and I just really appreciate you choosing to spend this time with me while we talk about how to make running an asset to your life and not a stressor. Because the fact is, if you're running and getting your runs is is a stressful concept, then there's something that you are doing wrong because it should not be something that causes you stress. In fact, it should be alleviating stress. And so we're gonna take some time to explore some topics that hopefully will help you to figure out how to embrace running, how to find your grit, how to find your mental toughness, and also how to have balance while keeping running in your life for the duration of all the events that you go through because life ebbs and flows and certainly at different times keeping up your running program can be difficult. So today's concept of mental toughness, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, When I work with runners, I often push them (laughs) to get out of their comfort zone And in fact, we have a motto that is get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that idea, that concept, really needs to be fully embraced in so many facets of life. And I probably mention this in every podcast that I've recorded so far. But here's the thing. If you don't practice it, if you don't continuously kind of force yourself to be in uncomfortable situations, then you start to believe that getting uncomfortable is something you are not able to do. And let me give you an example. One of the things that I encourage all of the runners that I work with to do is to, one, run outside versus running on a treadmill. Um, And two is to run in the elements. So regardless of what the weather is doing outside, to go out for a run. Because let's face it, If you wait for the perfect time to go for a run, chances are you're never going to get to run outside. It's either too hot, maybe too cold, too windy, too rainy, all of the things. And what's crazy is that we do it in a way where it's a celebration of our grit and how tough we are for doing it. And so we embrace it. We actually pride ourselves. We joke around and say, Tina Repa runners, run in the rain and then we all post pictures like if it's raining in our area 
We make it a point to go for a run. We make it a point to snap pictures and we make it a point to give a big hell yes in our posts within our groups because it is so life-giving to push yourself to that uncomfortable place. And it's crazy because when runners first start working with me, that's kind of a foreign concept. You know, when they first start working with me, there's often this idea that I can't run because, you know, I've never run before. It's been too hard. And so I'm holding up all this resistance. I don't want to get uncomfortable. And when I convince them that they have the ability to get uncomfortable and they're not as freaking fragile as they think, you're not going to break. You're not going to melt. You're just going to push yourself and they start to believe it. It is crazy because then I feel like I have to rein them in and say things like, okay, okay, okay. I know you're running in the rain, but I also think it's storming where you are and that's not a smart idea. And it's really funny to have those conversations. There was a post in one of the groups not that long ago where one of the runners said, we just got a tornado watch in our area. I really feel like I need to go for a run. And it just it's just because it's almost addicting. It's addicting to push yourself into places that you thought before for the longest time, I can't do this. This is too hard. And then you realize like the people who are doing it, there's nothing special about them. They are just people. They are just people who made a decision to do something to do something uncomfortable. We are people. They are people. And we get the opportunity to make that decision too. And then when we get to go outside of our comfort zone and we get to do crazy things like go for a run in the rain and people give us crazy looks from their cars with their windshield wipers on because we're smiling and drenched, we feel and realize that our limits aren't what we thought they were. We are not as out of control of our environment as we think. Things are much more within our control and much more within reach. And it is such an exciting concept that you want to get it back again and again and again. And that's why I often say like my favorite time to run is when it's raining. And there have been times when it started to rain and I was so worried that by the time I got ready to go out for a run that the rain was going to stop. And I wanted to get out there before it stopped. And for me, the harder it was raining, the better. I don't know. I, I really feel like what happened? How did I become this way? Well, you guys may know my story. If you've been hanging out with me on social media long enough to know that I was not a runner until I was in my 20s. And then I started running for weight loss. It was a horrible mistake. It was, it was quite torturous. I was pushing myself to run crazy amounts that I wasn't ready for. And when I say crazy amounts, I mean like a mile. I was trying to force myself to run a mile and I was not ready. I was not in shape to do that. And so it was very hard and I was running as fast as I could. It was kind of a, it was just a hot mess. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have a trainer. I didn't have any idea of what I was doing. And so I didn't love it. But then I, I had a friend of mine, a coworker who had introduced me to the, the idea of training for a race. And it was a very foreign concept to me. There were no races really around where I grew up. And um, I didn't realize that it was an actual thing. Like, oh, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can train and actually run a race. And so it was a pretty cool idea. And I trained, and I trained in all the wrong ways. I ran, like, the race distance. Like, let's just say I was doing a five-mile race. I ran, tried to get to five miles every time I ran. 
that's what I did. Like I would run four days a week and each time I had to try to get to five miles, try. I didn't know what I was doing and I was burning myself out. It was, it was awful. It was really a hot mess. And so, you know, now I know that you really don't run race distance until race day. And that's pretty true for most races, even up to a marathon. Unless you are an experienced runner trying to meet some time goals, you might want to get closer than the typical marathon training plan, which a marathon is 26 miles and a training plan typically takes you up to about 20 miles and then you do 26 on race day. Well, I didn't understand that concept. I knew nothing about it. I knew nothing about training plans. I was just trying to run. And so eventually I finally ran a race and I was hooked. I ran a half marathon with my very first race, which is crazy. I actually have a story that I'll have to share later about the 8K, which is five miles that I was training for and how I just wasn't ready. Um, I didn't know that I didn't understand the, lo the logistics of race day and ended up messing up and not being able to race. And so the next available race in my area was a half marathon. And I was so upset from the, the, what had happened in the 8K, the five mile race that I was determined to do it. And so I trained for the half marathon again in some crazy way, running these miles that were not appropriate for my training. And it was torture. And the, the half marathon was rough because I wasn't trained appropriately and I really had to dig deep. And so anyway, the idea is that I started to learn that racing was so fun and that running did not have to be tied to dieting. And I was so excited about that. I For, for years, I really struggled with that separating the concept of running and dieting and that's um something that i really really struggled with for years and i'll talk about that in another episode because it is so important and near and dear to my heart but the focus of my story for this purpose is that i really got hooked with the idea of racing as a former athlete who hadn't been athletic in years um, i really missed and craved the competitive aspect of sports and, you know, as an adult, it's very difficult to get into certain sports and to get that drive and that rush that comes back from completing and competing. And I played on a sand volleyball team as an adult. We had a sand volleyball team and we had a court volleyball team. And that was fun. That was really fun because it was allowed, allowing me to get that competitive side back. But there was nothing like training for a race. There was nothing like it because it required me to grind and dig more than anything I had done in years. And often I think maybe even more than the amount that I had to d dig in sports when I played them in high school. And so I was hooked and I kept going. And so <clears throat> my story goes that I then finally was convinced to train for a marathon right after my half marathon. And I thought, I can't do that. And a dear friend of mine said, yeah, you can. I have a training plan, just do it with me. And she had done numerous marathons before. And so I said, okay, let's do this. And we trained for the marathon appropriately. And then we ran the marathon and it was so exciting because I realized when I first thought about doing a marathon, running a marathon, it was mind blowing to me. Like how does somebody run 26 miles? That was like Mount freaking Everest, Mount freaking Everest. Like no way could I ever run that far. And then when I did it and I crossed the finish line and it was, it was tough. It was tough as you can imagine. And I was like, oh my God, I thought that this was impossible. Like I literally thought this was something that I was not made to do. 
I thought this is something my body was not ready for. My body can't do this. I mean, I eat donuts. I'm not a marathoner. And then I did it and it was mind blowing. And so I kept going and I ran numerous marathons and eventually I loved the concept of ultra marathons. I wanted to see how far I could go. An ultra marathon is anything over 26.2 miles. And so I kept going and then I finally signed up for my first ultra, which was a 31 mile race on the trails in Virginia Beach, first landing state park in December. And um, I was hooked. There's just something very different about ultra running, very different about ultra running. And I loved the vibe. I loved it. It was so much more laid back. There was, it wasn't so much about racing. It wasn't so much about PRs, which stands for personal record. It was about finishing and it was about, you know, people were encouraging each other and it was about like, almost like survival. I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but really it was. It was about getting through that 31 miles and I did it numerous times. Um, and then eventually I kept going and I wanted to work my way all the way up to 50 and that's what I did. And so getting back to my mental toughness and where this came from, this idea of running in the rain, so many of my training runs that I did through the winter time required me to get in some seriously uncomfortable weather conditions. Rain is so fun in the summer. Rain is a different ball game in the winter. It really is. And, but I did it. I had, I remember a 20 mile long run specifically. I was training for a marathon at the time. And I remember it being so cold that I had to have gloves on, several pairs of socks. I had my hat on, my, um, I guess it's called a baklava. I think I got that right. It like covers your face, everything but your eyes. Balaclava. I don't know. Someone correct me. But I remember wearing that and the wind was howling and it was morning and it was, it was time for a 20 mile run, which if you've ever done a marathon training cycle, that is the longest run of a, of a marathon training cycle. And so, you know, I pulled the car, I was going to do it on the boardwalk. Um, and it was pouring down rain, pouring. And again, it is so fun to run in the rain in, in the summer. It is another beast to run in the rain in the winter. And I didn't skip a beat. I did not skip a beat. I hopped out of that car and I took off on my run. I did not even think twice about it. And the crazy thing was, you know, my gloves were dripping. I don't know that this was the smartest thing for me to do, but it was so good. It's built like another layer of badassness, I swear. And I never thought anything about it. It wasn't something that I went, you know, and it felt like I had to tell everybody like, oh, look what I did. No, it was just something that I needed, like that I felt and I was like, yes, yes, I have crossed over to another level of runner. And you guys, I am so normal. I am so much more than normal. I am so normal. I just decided I could have easily said, uh-uh, forget this, maybe tomorrow. But I just decided that I was going to do it. I decided that it wasn't going to stop me. And what's crazy, just like when I decided to train for the marathon or to run the marathon the first time, like it's just a matter of deciding. And then once you see like, wow, I can decide something and then I can do it, your mind is blown. And so that became like my thing. 
that was my thing. Like I was going to go no matter what. I was going to run 20 miles in the snow on a trail in the winter. I was going to run seven miles on Christmas morning before I woke up my family. I was going to because that's what I decided to do. I decided on it and I did it and it felt so freaking good. And I remember that there was a, a nor'easter, which is basically like a tropical storm, I guess you can say. I live at the beach and it was the day of one of the 30 mile races that I had trained for. So every December was this ultra marathon, 31 miles on the trails. And it was a nor'easter. And so the trails were getting flooded. And many people dropped out of that race and said, I'm not showing up. And I freaking showed up. And I showed up for that race. And I, I put duct tape around the mesh part of my shoes to try to keep the water out for as long as I could. And I had all, it was cold, it was December. I had all of the cold running gear on. I had plastic bags over my feet until the race started. I had garbage bags over my body to keep the rain off. Um, so it was raining and it was super cold and it was on the trails and the trails were flooded. They had to reroute the run. So we had to take a different route. And in some of the, some of the routes that we had to take, I was, it was ankle deep water. And so, and it was raining. And I just remember like, I trained for this. I'm not not doing this. And I said to myself, certainly if it wasn't safe, they wouldn't still have the race. So it must be okay. And I was convinced and I did it and I showed up and I did it. And wouldn't you know, and I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but I hope that she does because I didn't even know her at the time, but she ended up working with me at one of my schools. She was our reading specialist at the school where I taught before I became a counselor. And I remember seeing this girl, you know, we had to do loops for the 31 miles. We had to do several loops within the trails. And I remember this girl who she was booking it. I mean, she was fast especially for an ultra marathon and she was just running and she must have lapped me I don't know how many times but she she definitely lapped me and she had shorts on and she had you know her high socks on and her shoes but she was in freaking shorts and I just kept thinking like yes like look at this look at her look at her you know I had like 12 rain jackets on and not really I had a rain jacket on and all of the things and I just kept thinking like I want to be that and not because like oh, I want that body or, oh, I have to go that fast. But, oh, I want that mental toughness. Just to know, like, just to be able to say, like, uh-uh, not today. I am showing up because I decided to show up. And when I realized, you know, I, I did that race and it changed me. Just like that 20-miler in the cold rain changed me. In fact, the 20-miler in the cold rain probably was part of what built me, my mental toughness, to get through that ultra marathon. But what I realized is that if you don't use it, you lose it. And I started this podcast by sharing that mental toughness, it's a muscle. It's something that you have to work out. And if you don't, then you start to forget who you are and what you can do. And then you kind of convince yourself, well, that's who I used to be. And my husband and I always refer to it as the used to gang. Like how many times could we say, well, I used to, I used to, I used to. And we just decided that that wasn't going to be something that we say. We don't use it anymore. And, and if you don't continue to push yourself, you just forget. And so, you know, these things I did before having my first kid, I haven't done a marathon since having children. It is on my list. I, I'm training for it right now. I plan on doing one in the next five months. But 
I've had to retrain my mental toughness to remember that I can do hard things because I had stopped for a long time and I was it was more about survival for me as you know running as a parent and my goals had shifted drastically and which is okay because they were a different type of mental toughness I had to prove to myself that I could still be a runner while being a parent not just you know I can still run and run in difficult conditions but in some ways training to run as a mom was way harder for me than training you know training to run a half marathon which is what I've done in the past couple of races training to get to that distance as a mom has been harder than training for those long distances when it was just me it was a different kind of mental toughness and so here I am stepping back into my game of you know mental toughness physical toughness the ability to get out and get uncomfortable and I'm having to embrace that again and I realize I haven't exercised that muscle in years my oldest is seven and they're infiltrating me right now so right now I'm training on my mental toughness to record a podcast record a podcast as a parent but um, I realized that now in training for this marathon I'm, I'm at about 10k distance right now so that's at about six miles and you know I'm I've got to get up to 20 miles before I even am prepared you know trained for the marathon so I'm having to remind myself like okay I'm going to have to get up early I'm going to have to run late I'm going to have to get quick runs in during swim class swim lessons and more recently I'm going to have to learn to push the stroller with a seven-year-old and a four-year-old for quite long distances and I it's a different kind of mental toughness but it's coming back so quickly in fact this last weekend I did my 10k run of my training plan pushing the stroller in some pretty seriously heavy winds the winds were pretty intense and it felt like you know this parachute that I was pushing and um, I had to mentally train myself and it's so crazy because I had done the training before it didn't take as much effort just like from working out you know your body has muscle memory and so does this mental toughness training and it was like it clicked something happened and um, my husband was running with me and I was pushing the stroller and he had pushed it for a minute I was adjusting my headphones or something and I gave it to him and then he gives it back to me and he's like how are you doing this and I was like I don't know how am I doing this and it was like this mental this this mental shift I had to make while I was pushing and didn't even know that it happened but I kind of had to lock myself in to you know this this mode of pushing myself I, I envision it as like locking myself locking myself into this this form where like I try to get into the most comfortable rhythm that I can but still pushing forward and so it's a different kind of mental toughness but it is something that you have to continually do the good news is the more that you do it the easier it is to get back to it if it does start to slip but you have to get yourself doing uncomfortable things like finding an, an inconvenient time to go for a run finding a time when you wouldn't normally push yourself to do something and getting out there and doing it because that builds your mental toughness now it doesn't just have to be related to running this can be in life if there's something that's difficult for you to do in life uncomfortable situations making a certain phone call attending a certain event that toughness can be built and your confidence can be built just by having yourself do those uncomfortable things as well but when it comes to running and training for your mental your mental preparation and building that toughness it's as simple as think of something think of what would be an inconvenient run 
think of what what would be inconvenient not having your running shoes okay i've done that i run in workout clothes and ballet flats i kid you not it was uncomfortable but i did it i didn't even realize i was mentally training myself um how about the time that my shoes were soaking wet from the night before i had been traveling and i went to do my long run the next morning it was causing blisters because my shoes were wet and they didn't dry out for the next day so i ran in wet shoes and then i had blisters so i just took my shoes off and ran in my socks and that was tough it was tough but i do those things so i can remind myself that i don't need for things to be perfect because waiting for things to be perfect means never actually doing them and that's not an option because i want to live a full life i want to live a good life and it's really freaking fun to build your mental toughness. It's really cool. It's a goal to set. It's something to strive for. It's something that makes you feel so good. The last time I ran in the rain, I was pushing the stroller. I gave both of my kids an umbrella. And I was running through a neighborhood. And this guy, it was so funny. He was walking to his car. And he stops and he looks. And he stops and he looks and he looks again. He's like, ah, uh, great day for a run. I'm like, sure is. Sure is. And I love it. I eat that stuff up. I eat that stuff up when I know cars are driving by me saying like, what is she doing? I'm like, that's right. I'm doing this because I can. And you can too if you just decide to. And if you're sitting around thinking, well, why would I want to do that? Do I really need to do that? Then I urge you to try it. Just try it. And then report back to me. And you tell me if you needed to do that. Because I bet your answer is yes. I bet you'll say to me, I did need that and I didn't even freaking know it. And it's so cool. Well, you guys, I hope you found some way to get uncomfortable today. And if you haven't, maybe you should. Whether it's with running, whether it's at work, whether it's with a difficult conversation, push yourself past that comfort zone and do something that lights you up. Because when we get uncomfortable, when we get nervous, when we get worried and we do something that we're unsure about, that's when we're living fully. We're experiencing all of the things in our world. And that's when we're leveling up and rising and we're meeting, we're meeting ourselves where we are. We are meeting ourselves where we are and we're growing. So thanks for hanging out with me, you guys. I hope that you have been inspired and I hope that you find a way to get out and run this week, even if it's for 20 seconds with a five-minute walk break in between four times and call that day one my first run and put a check in that box. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.